1: You're live on Joy 99.7 FM.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensa, and I'm here with Kweku Asante. Now, Kweku, this video left many shocked and outraged this week. <laughs>
4: is that of a woman and her lover being flogged in public watching on and cheering as each stroke of the whip landed on the bodies of these young women and her lover they were both tied to a pole, reminiscent of the ancient band of witches who were tied and burned at the stake their crime was just that they had filmed themselves having sex and circulated wow. the video. Five, the police have now confirmed seven, the public flogging was authorized by some nine, traditional nine, chiefs nine, who felt the act nine, of recording nine, a sex nine, video was against nine, the custom and traditions of the people of War in the Upper West region.
1: Mm. And the police obviously had been uh, speaking about this mm. um, when it happened.
5: What the people uh, we have arrested, the first three, uh, two of them happened to be searching and in their statement to the police, they categorically mentioned a name uh, of one of the sub-chiefs as being the one who sanctioned the flogging. And so, unfortunately, police hasn't gotten him yet. And we are in his to get him.
4: So, Evans, the public flogging has so far been widely condemned. But for the local youth how dare the police interfere in the traditional administration of justice. They felt the sex video violated their traditional, their culture, their values, and deserved to be punished according to their custom. So some rioted, disturbing the peace to register their protest when the police arrested their suspects, some suspects. So tonight, we connect Ghana and beyond to explore this conflict between modernity and tradition and the clash between human rights and culture that for many years has fueled tensions in many traditional communities across the country
1: so we're connecting to a host of individuals uh, here in accra across the country in Wa, just to get a taste and have a conversation on this uh, conflict that we have noticed, and it comes up every now and then, um, delighted uh, to be connecting tonight to uh, a man who is a traditional ruler himself, uh, and he straddles quite nicely between modernity and tradition. He knows this; he has to walk that fine line every day. Nana Sakwa is my guest uh, connecting on the phone. Hello, Nana. And then I will connect with us uh, via phone. Also connecting, Rafiq Salam. Uh, is our correspondent in the Upper West Regional Capital. Why? He's also connected with us. Rafiq? Hello, Ivan. Great to have you, Rafiq. Rafiq, besides being the reporter himself, Rafiq is uh, is, is more of an authority on everything else Upper West. And so I've I'm, I'm asked him to join it because there's a context to this. This just didn't happen out of the blue. There's something that triggered what happened. And I want to understand that. I want to I want to get the nuanced uh, context that, that led to this. You may have seen the flogging, but the deeper, deeper matters that are relevant to the people in Upper West Region. And what, to be specific, that all is he's joining us. Another person who's joining us, another connector tonight, um, with a deep understanding of the culture and tradition, the values of the people of the Upper West Region. And what, to be specific, is Saeed Abdu-Shakor. And, and, and he, he also connects with us. Hello, uh, Saeed. Hello, Saeed. And we expect the Saeed to connect with us on Zoom. Uh, Said, if you're on Zoom, please unmute and let me hear you. Uh, also connecting tonight is uh, Shaibu Abdul Rashid, uh, a social activist, uh, Muslim, a Muslim woman who is very committed and devout. Hello, Shaibu. Hi, Evans. Hello, Shaiba. Thank you very much for connecting. Uh, great to have Thanks, you. Yeah. Uh, Nikome is an African uh, studies scholar, also connecting on Zoom. Hello, Ni. Need please unmute. Elisha Usu uh, is a liberal millennial. Um that's a very interesting tag. Hello, Elisha. Hello. Um, thanks for having me on. Great Elisha. to come here. Are you with me? African studies scholar. Okay, uh, we'll be connecting to all of these, getting a, a perspective on, on this very interesting conversation. Indeed, wherever you are tonight, you can connect yourself. The best way to do to do so zero five five one 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 nine nine seven is the is the WhatsApp line uh, you need to be connecting to, and also on Twitter is hashtag Ghana connect uh, on our Facebook uh, pages as well. Feel free uh, to hit us up on joy 99.7. Uh, let's, let's, let's hear your thoughts. Uh, Rafiq, yeah, go I want to start with you, Rafiq. Rafik, okay. can you hear me? Hello. Yes, Rafiq, let me start with you. Give us the local cultural and traditional context that may have fueled this public flogging we all saw this week.
5: Um, let me start this way. Somewhere around 2021, um, the war municipality hardly a week passes without seeing a leaked sexual video. And also, the issue of uh, gays and lesbians also came to the fore. And so, the Wahla personal area, or should I say, the people who are the opinion leaders or the leadership. Uh, who are not really happy with the situation, try to find solution uh, to that. If you know uh, very well, what uh, use the traditional system of governance, we call the tripod system, where you have the imams, you have the Yemeni, uh, and also you have the royals. And so, any of these uh, polls cannot function without the other. And so, they want to uh, call this... Uh, Leadership, the Yeranah, the Imams, and also the Royals to find a lasting solution to it. And so one issue that came to the fore was to see these religious leaders to go to the mosques and also to go to the churches, for them to use their sermons and also the pulpits uh, to preach against some of these indecent things that are happening in their own municipality. After that, this group of young men also were also formed to see to it that anybody found culpable uh, in this case, talk about this leak, uh, le- sexual videos or gays or lesbianism should be, uh, be uh, brought uh, to the one house palace. Uh, I saw, so, so, exactly
1: so, so so You're saying that the, the group was deliberately formed to deal yes, with, you know, yes. uh, sex videos, etc., etc. Yes, that was exactly what happened. And
5: so, as for the issue of gays and lesbianism, let me say that the group has been able to succeed. Uh, in that because any known gay or lesbian that we have in town, they will do their best, try to set you up. And for, 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 for me, uh, for them, they say they have been successful, they have been uh, able to, be, they have been successful to a large extent to chase them out of the municipality. And then the issue of leaked sexual videos also somewhere was halted until last Monday, when we got this sexual video viral, and so the youth uh, for the next 24 hours on Monday, they will come around the community and they were able to get the alleged actors of the sexual partners, they love bed, and so they were able uh, to get them, and then they brought them to the one house palace for the oneah uh, to put, uh, uh, to pronounce this sentence on them. But unfortunately, on their part, at the time that they were at the palace, the one uh, was not there. Uh, he was outside the palace attending a meeting. But there were some few elders, some chiefs around, and then I'm told allegedly, uh, uh, allegedly, uh, uh, allegedly, uh, told the uh, the young guys uh, to do to give them palace men that were Initially, they wanted to give them hundred lashes, but they were saying that. Since they were first-time offenders, they will reduce the punishment to about 20 of And so when they were even lasting they last about 9 or 10. They didn't even get up to the 20, but that was exactly what happened. But this thing was done in the public view. And so you have several people. There was no mainstream journalists around. You have people publicly watching and shouting and encouraging them uh, to whip them. And then after that, you know, you have these cameras. And then you have people who are having so their... So people are
1: just recording this on TV their phones. And it went viral. And, and if you that's see, exactly what happened in Apple. If you see the, the whipping of the, of the lady, for example, tied to the stakes and was, uh, being whipped, The people who were a lot of them were cheering it. Because from what you've explained, the community, because of the previous experiences in sight, had agreed that this is an affront to our local culture and traditions and values and so we formed the group if it happens again that group will look for you and they'll deal with and deal and deal with it and as you've explained rafiq the 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 process was the 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 group the vigilante boys that have been formed for the enforcing the moral code will go and uh, pick you up bring the traditional uh, palace and then the traditional authorities would then uh, pronounce a verdict so to speak and then they prescribe it the punishment. That, that's how it worked, right?
5: Yes, that's how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. And you to. know, uh, what exactly transpired in this case, like I told you, the society mirrors the wanna,
6: mm.
5: What also mirrors the wanna. And so, whatever that happens in the society, at least the wanna is uh, the head, he's the overlord of the WANA to area. And so, they couldn't have taken that uh, decision by themselves. It was based on that group that was formed and that's why you have this statement coming from the spokesperson of the WANA uh, the spokesperson of the WANA and then you have another statement the WANA making a U10 okay. because both the society the war society and then also the, shall I say, the, uh, the overlord, they mirrored each other and so there's no way that the WANA at this material moment could turn is back on the people, mm. because if he did or if he does anything that happens in subsequent years, if there's any issue that he calls them to do, they would they may not come. Okay. So having those fears, that's why we have a U10.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Rafiq, stay with me. I, I want to stay in, in a bit because I, there's a bit more to interrogate here. Uh, and Said Abdu uh, Shako is also connecting. He has a very deep understanding of the local values, the customs, etc. And he's joining us with a perspective on this. Hello, Said. Yes, hello. Great to have you connecting with us, Said. Thank and, you so And, and, and Saeed, uh, help me here. Um, I know this is a deeply religious community as well. Is it all about the culture and the tradition, or the, it's also a heavy dose of religion, as the as the Muslim, you know, um, religious values that all come together to to fuel the flogging that we saw? And when and explain to us what aspects of religion and culture is fusing? to get this yes. happening. At, okay. is it, it's impossible to look at work c- custom or
7: culture without Islam. With I, I if you listen to Rafiq Salam, he said there was a tripod system. The one that can hardly perform any function. Sai, do you have a radio
1: do you have a radio on where you are? If you have, please put it off for me because I'm having an interference. Hello, Great to have you connecting with us. Sorry. Or is it or is it Rafiq? Okay. And you still have it. Okay, great. It's off now. Uh, thank you. You, yes. can, you can proceed and, and, and let's hear you.
7: Yes, I was saying that one operates a tripod system, like Rafiq Salam said. It means that the one now can hardly operate without the influence of the religious leaders. And anytime one now sits in council, he's flanked by at least four paramount chiefs, the chief imam. And the Yalna. The Yarna and the Chief Imam are all religious actors. They're actually the religious leaders of the Wa
1: traditional area. So that's Yalna and the Chief Imam. So there's the Wana, yes. I guess, representing the tradition and the custom, and then the Chief Imam representing the religion, the religious yes. expert of this. Yes,
7: and the Yana is the leader that brings in the Chief Imam. So that is how what system is. So there's hardly any cultural
1: practice in what that has not got Islamic influence. So w- would you say that the flogging we saw was influenced by the cultural and religious influences you just touched on? The,
7: the flogging we saw, the way it is, was an abrasion. It was... If there was to flogging, and there has been flogging, and we must be honest about this because you're talking to you, But those flogging happens, happens inside homes. Some, we are old enough to witness some of them. But this is the first time that flogging happens with somebody tied to the stakes,
1: and cameras on hand, and then... It was happening. It has never happened that way. So so how does it, How sh- based on the culture and the religion, what was the prescription? What should have happened? What should have happened is that
7: there were so many breaches. What should have happened is that the one I would have sent for the head of family of the victims at this stage. I mean the law the one I would have sent for the head of family and then ask the head of family to bring them to the Wana's uh, palace. When they produce them, Wana and his subjects will now sit in judgment and allow them to open what we will call, for be- want of a better expression, open their defense. After their alleg- allegations have been raised against them, they will call upon to open their defense. If after that process the wana is not convinced that they have any justifiable defence to put up, they will now pronounce judgment on them. But this open flogging or tied to the stakes is a novelty.
1: It has
7: never happened. So, if so, if the wana Wana,
1: in that instance you cite found (laughs) them guilty. and pronounce what, what, what was it what, what is he allowed to in terms of punishment what is he allowed how to do how many
7: other things would be serious fines and it could even lead to banishment they could be fined their families could be made to pay a fine they themselves could be asked to leave the town until such time that the owner is satisfied to bring them back into the town or until that time time they show behavior or conduct that suggests that they have actually atoned for their sins. They okay. allow them back into the society. Is it
1: allow, Is it allowed in the in the spectrum of punishments that a could impose that the family, uh, uh, you know, cane or flog the, the, yes. the person? Okay. Yes, yes, it is allowed, and it's actually one of the. Um,
7: but this one depends on the age. It's not everybody that can be ordered to be flogged. Mostly young people who have demonstrated the trans are the ones that can be ordered to be flogged, either by their family members or by
1: certain persons in the palace. And and will this will, will they, will this uh, punishment would it be done publicly? No, it will not be done publicly. This public humiliation has ne- we've
7: never seen it. At least I have been so long in war, I've grown and lived in war. We've never seen this public humiliation ever. So and so I'm so very that, much
1: convinced. Uh-huh. If one half council was properly constituted, we wouldn't have this thing. So you're saying that if if the proper traditional religious process was followed the worst would have seen was a flogging but would have been done by the parent or somebody else authorized to do yes. so but within the confines of the palace yes. where only the family and the Wana and his team yeah. would be. Yes, but this open and public
7: flogging would never have happened if Wana and his elders had sat in council. And let me add this bit. Yesterday, the regional security council engaged the Wana and his council. What's this? All the paramounties were present, and I was detailed to explain the law, aspects of the law, and what they need to do under certain circumstances. The wana and his elders told us clearly and categorically that what has happened was an aberration, and that what has happened was not what they would have done. They said that they would punish anybody that was found either practicing same-sex relationship
1: and then any form of nudity. Okay. I mean, so you've, you've given us a, a good understanding of what the, the, you know, the local, traditional and religious rules say. So stay with me. Let me now, now that we understand what was happening, the, the nuances in this, I want to bring in our other connectors. And, and Kwiku, yourself, you're a devout Muslim, right? And so you hear Um, the the fusion between religion and culture that led to this. And as we have had explained,
4: Mm.
1: flogging is part of the rules and it's acceptable. The way it should have have been done, flog, but... Privately. Privately. Um, You know, what it is, I flogging?
4: So we know that under Sharia law, some of these things can be done. For instance, if someone stole, for instance... The, the hands of that person could be cut off under sharia law but this is ghana we don't practice sharia law here and so that is a bit of the difficulty but let's go to shaiba the rashid she is connecting with us on zoom shaiba shaiba is on zoom can, shaiba can you unmute hello hear here
8: hi i'm here
4: Right, Shaiba. So, I mean, as a Muslim yourself and a devout one at that, hearing all that you've heard, particularly from the um, from Mr. Shakur, what are your own perspectives to this issue? And
8: um, so, um, personally, I I do not agree with um, the mode of uh, punishment. I mean, I had. Um, Um, The other panelists mentioned that it's part of their cultural sort of um, laws. And I understand that we have bylaws in the country. But I think that this punishment in particular sort of is being derived from Sharia law, which is almost known as Islamic law in some way. But my problem is that we do not practice Sharia law in Ghana. And I think this issue, in as much as we do not want to face it for what it is, stems from our lack of sexual education in Ghana and basically seeing um, the youth as like sort of sex crazy people who do not know what to do. I think that this situation was an avenue for more education and I do not agree with fear mongering or using fear care people's um, ways or thinking that if you flog people, other people are going to think, oh my God, they have been flogged. I do not want to be flogged. They are probably going to think, oh my God, I should try to not get caught. So if what they are trying to curb is sexual immorality, hmm. I do not think that flogging people in public as that is, is what um, would, would sort of care the sexual immorality that
4: they are trying to. but you understand also that punishment is not only for to change people. It's also to punish. And so although it may not necessarily deter others from doing so, at least these ones know the cost of doing this and at least these two persons will probably not engage in this anymore.
8: I absolutely agree with you and I I think it um, it just goes back to my, my point saying that I do not like the fact that that was the form of punishment that was used. I think it was an opportunity for better education for like other people in the community. And I read read some articles where the families of these young people have agreed to get them married. And it just blows my mind that this is an avenue to put two people together to live the rest of their lives. These are probably very immature people who have not sort of figured their life out yet and putting them together in marriage for a mistake they made at this age to live forever sounds absolutely like, it, it's just ridiculous to me. And I do not think that it is an avenue to put people together like they are supposed to get married because just to serve as, I read that it was to serve as deterrent to others. Hmm. And I do, not I, I, it just, it really blows my mind that that has to be the next step of direction or the next course sorry, of sorry, Very,
1: very, very quickly, because you're Muslim yourself, and you, so the explanation is that the right way this should have happened. Would you be okay if they have followed the procedure where they would have been flogged? Yes, but privately in front of the wana, the chiefs, and the family, as custom. Exa- exa- no,
8: you see, no, I okay. do not think that the problem, even though, might be also that they were flogged in public, is that they were flogged. In, uh, like, if they were flogged privately, it would be okay because, Mm. regardless, they would still have been flogged. So, it doesn't take away from the punishment or the form of punishment in any way. Mm. I mean, if you are slapped in public and you are slapped out and like in private, you are still, you were still slapped. It doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. that the embarrassment probably would be more because the one was in public and one was in private.
1: Shaba, I, I- stay with me. Let me bring in Elisha, who's who, a, a, a liberal millennial who is joining us now. Um, Elisha, very quickly. So we've explored the, the dynamics there. But there's a reason why we have customs and traditions and it served us well for ages. In fact, many <laughs> argue... That the moral decadence we've seen is because we've become too modernized and westernized, and we are giving away our culture (laughs) and values, and tradition and religious, you know, values, and and people there in in wanted to simply enforce that, and to restore some moral, you know, sanity in a society. We we can't throw away our our customs, right? If if it says flog privately, flog privately. What do you say about that?
9: um so good evening to your audience and good evening to everyone else on the show i respect people's beliefs and and their um, need to respect what they believe in however um the problem here is (coughs) the first thing you said that our culture has served as well is a big lie and i could spend um the whole year talking about how that is not true but if anybody thinks i'm telling lies they can look at our surroundings and the community that we live in this is not a community that has been served well by any morals the conversation that the morals have fallen through the cracks recently is also untrue most of the things that are happening now were happening back then the only difference now is that there's social media and everybody has a mobile phone so they can capture what is going on Um, At least this is not the generation that was um, or is um, practicing certain problematic cultural actions that were inhumane. So I think when it comes to morality, this particular generation is probably clear. I think it's high time we probably begin to reimagine society in Ghana. And I say this with absolutely no disrespect. but. Our culture has failed us, and we need to change the way we do things. The flogging was unnecessary, and it shouldn't have happened. Um, here's a very quick one. I'm a Christian, um, and my part of my family comes from the northern part of Ghana. Um, imagine a situation where I, am, um, I belong to a particular religion, not even Christianity or Islam, and then I'm living in the part of Accra and I'm subjected to the belief systems of any of these other religions because I am living in Accra. I don't think that would be fair to me, and I don't think any other religion would be happy that another religion or another person is um, subjecting them to the rules of their culture or their belief system. And the conversation then becomes, oh, all the people in the city or in the town have agreed to it, and so it is fine. I mean, in most instances, a lot of these people don't have a choice. This is where they grew up. This is where they have their family. So they just have to go with things as they are. It does not necessarily mean things have to make, like, be the way it is. I'm, I'm making sure that I can choose my words really properly. Do not have to be exactly the way they are because society has evolved. If somebody commits a crime, if somebody does something that is wrong and it's against the law, you take the person to the police station and the police will deal with the person. You let the person go to the judiciary. If the person is found guilty, then that particular person is dealt with. We don't have to go back to these systems where we decide on our own who is guilty and we are our own judge. The problem here is not that the traditional system is not capable of probably um, dispensing some sort of justice, but the problem here is things like this can be abused and the people that are using it today could be the same people that these particular systems would be used against so i'm not quite sure why anybody thinks that um letting anybody flog someone for committing an offense if, if there's an offense in the law that's they have gone against, then hand them over to the police. Mm -hmm. If it is a conversation about what you believe is right or wrong, you are fine to advise the person or the person's family. But I don't think punishment is in your hands as an individual. Because once again, you began the conversation by saying that the generation before us is morally upright. As I said, so many examples, that is not true. Mm -hmm. So they definitely can't be the ones who are going to be like the moral police of our society?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you see the tension there between modernity, tradition, and culture, right? I mean, uh, we have the Nansakwa joining us now. He, and, and stay with me, Elijah, uh, who is a traditional ruler, but walks that fine line almost all the time. I wonder what, what he makes of, of that. Uh, so it's, it's a good time talking
4: about culture and whether it's helped us or not to bring in the Nansakwa, who himself is a traditional leader. So, some of our guests have opined that. Um, tradition has not helped us in this respect. Is this an example, or does this go this specific case buttress the point that tradition is certainly doing us in, Nana?
6: Well, good evening, good evening to you, good evening to all the cherished uh, listeners. Uh, uh, I, I don't know of any African uh, tradition, particularly Ghanaian. I don't know of any Ghanaian tradition uh, that includes blogging. Uh, definitely within the account system, I, I don't know of flogging or even caning being part of our culture. So sometimes people would say that, oh, our culture is demeaning, our culture is demeaning. And I can tell you, 95% of the things they are referring to are things that we adopted, not necessarily an indigenous culture. Well, even though, I mean, you can make something your culture if you practice it too much. Uh, but I, I don't know if if flogging is a is an is
1: a, is a culture. No no, 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 we've had we've heard tonight uh, from Wa uh, and from the uh, and from an, an expert in their traditions that have, uh, there's there's a, you have this tripartite system that govern as far as the tradition culture is concerned. You have the uh, Imam, the wana, and another traditional authority, and in that system, flogging is part of the punishment for such moral decadence and that, except that the way it was done was not what was prescribed. That like you do the flogging but you do it with the, with the family and with the one uh, sitting the sitting in, ju- in judgment. Oh, okay.
6: I mean, I, mean, uh, I can't speak to that, uh, that culture, uh, but I know you know, speaking to my my culture, I don't know where you can blog anyone because they did something wrong. Yes, you can find somebody; uh, they can probably you know humiliate you by you know sitting in state and talking about what you did immorally, and at worst, uh, banish you from uh, the society, the community. But blogging, I'm not. I don't know.
1: Okay. But 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 if it's true that it's it's, it's part of the local customs and traditions and, and religious practices there in the local community in Wa, that is their custom and culture, right? And, and as a traditionalist yourself, what would you say to that? If that's what the culture says do, you do it, is it not? No, you see, we but we the culture is also dynamic, and we have moved
6: on. So, for instance, there was a teacher in my community, you know, displaying paedophilia, uh, you know, behaviour. Now. I gave him the option that, listen, you leave the town or I report you. So it, it, it's a form of punishment. But then I gave him the option. I, I didn't go to his house. to drag him out and throw him out. But I gave him the option. Now, guess what? He didn't go. I called the education ministry or districts to come. When they came and did the investigation and within an hour, they realized that no, the guy was a threat to children. They even asked if I can give him two weeks before he moves out. And I said, no, I wanted him out. So, You see, if it's part of your culture, you should find somewhere within the modern law that it fits. Because, you know, you don't want to infringe on somebody's uh, human rights. You know, so I I think, you see, and the thing is, I don't know what they did and how it infringes or how it breaks the law. Because they did what they did in private, and somehow they think got
1: leaked. So is he being beaten because he got leaked or is he being beaten because he got private? You know, so I, I don't know. But okay, so so you, the, Nana, you, asked a, you asked a very important question, but there's something I want to come back to you on once I get clarity to whether the, the the punishment was because they had sex in the first place when they were not married or is it because they did so, recorded it and leaked it? Because I'll come back to something to talk about banishment, right? Um, But I want to go back to Said Abdul Shakur. Said Shakur, are you still with me? I am here. Okay, please explain to me. In the local custom and culture and tradition, is the is the punishment for having sex when you're not married, two young people having sex, or no. is it because that, you, you no, did so and not, recorded and.? It's not like, the
7: punishment. Okay. And that, can, that is not the punishment. I guess what is and the and offense?
1: That, I guess the, the question the offense the is offense what? The offense was.
7: They themselves confessed. I wasn't there, but this. The report I got from the palace is that they confess that the lady licked it.
1: So the offense is, a, is, the, is the publication of the publication sex video? the okay. nude material. Nobody the, okay.
7: has any business, and it has never been anybody's culture, to go knocking on whose doors to see who is having sex with the other. In actual for the standard for establishment that a sexual a fornication has taken place is so high that it cannot even be met. Because you must have four witnesses that saw the act. Before you can even invoke it, so the issue was not about the sex. The issue was about the publication.
1: Well, but b- very interesting distinction there. Does he answer your question? Does it clarify anything for you?
6: Well, well, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't did, they, did they like willingly publicize like to show off that look? Look at us. We are good at sex, or did it leak by accident? So I,
1: I don't. I don't know. But Okay, but I, I guess does it doesn't matter that it, it's out there, right? And, and somehow... And the new no, but are... uh, no, let, let, uh, uh,
6: Evans, let's say we were chatting privately and we were, you know, let's say abusing somebody very important. If that message happened to leak out, somebody stole my phone and sent it out, you know, uh, are you punishing me because I had a private conversation or because he accidentally leaked out? I, mean, I can't link it or was it deliberately to show off that's why they were spreading it i, I don't know i can't speak to it i'm just trying to find out what actually is the offense
4: interesting questions from nana and sakwa over there we also have on zoom with us brother Shahan. and we'll
1: bring, we'll bring brother Shahan in first but there's something Nana sakwa said that I, I want to quickly uh interrogate a bit more it's still exploring the, the clash um shortly but nana because you said earlier that banishment, for example, is acceptable in, in, in your traditional area, correct? Correct. Yeah, but, but banishment it isn't it's, it will conflict with with the laws of the land. there's nowhere that it's it's legal for a traditional authority or a traditional person, a traditional ruler like yourself to, to have the power to banish, for example. And that, that, no. that will also be you know equivalent to to flogging. Okay, so put it this
6: way. A teacher is posted into my community. Now, he takes little girls to his room, locks the door, and says they are doing homework. Takes little girls to his room, locks the door, and says they are cooking for him. Now, even though the girls haven't said to me that the teacher has, you know, uh, mishandled them in any way, it's not right. And so I tell the teacher, look, teacher, if you do this thing, I won't let you stay in this town.
1: And then it happened again. So i gave him the option either you go or i make it a police case okay now stay you with know. me let, let me let me bring it. elijah Uso uh, a child so you didn't like flogging what about banishment
9: hello elijah so, if you're on on mute yeah mm-hmm. hello i am here i am here um i don't support And I don't think we should generally support anything that goes directly against the laws of the land. So if the traditional body does not have the authority to do something, then they shouldn't do it. However, however, I can understand to an extent the situation that um, Nana just described because there are instances where as traditional leaders, leadership is expected of you and you need to act. But then once again, he mentions that you don't have to breach or infringe on the human rights of an individual you see but the problem here is an individual's freedom of movement cannot be infringed upon by another person unless like the law has given the mandate for that to happen unless exactly. i guess
1: what you want is unless it's it's been pronounced by on by court of competent jurisdiction only a court. Exactly, that's what exactly, of exactly, exactly, exactly. Sorry, I didn't use legal lingo, but yeah, that's what I
9: meant, right? So th- there is a problem there, and the issue here with all of this is not just about the actions, right? The flogging is, is really really scary. The banishment is not so bad, but the problem here is that when we live in a country where we are not only going according to the laws it leaves room for a lot of things to happen. So because he can banish, someone else can flog. Like, I don't know if you get the conversation. So mm. if we really, really want to protect people, everyone just needs to go according to the law. So that, and uh, I think that's uh, the only the way. the laws
4: of the land will be used instead of traditional leaders taking that upon themselves, you mean? Exactly. Right, let me answer me Shaiba. Shaiba. Second, I, I think Nanan oh. Sakwa wants a
1: quick quick input.
4: Yes, please. Yes, please. Everett. You see, you're talking as though traditional
6: leaders have come from mass and don't know what time it is. Listen, I, I can give you, a, you know, quite a few instances. Now, this teacher that I got banished did not come from the town, and therefore I couldn't do anything. On another instance, there was a local citizen who also did the same thing, and I got him in prison. I mean, is that not banishment? I can't go and beat you, I can't hold you, but if what you did was wrong, I can step in in terms of protecting the child. Now, like in Edumastan, you're not supposed to chop a tree. Uh, if you chop a tree, I will get forestry, I will get CID, and I will have you jailed. It's not a punishment. I mean, so it's not as though when they stay punished, the chief puts on his glove, goes to the house, drag you by the hand, and take you somewhere. No, but, you know, you, the laws will take place. You don't chop my tree. If you chop my tree, you're in trouble. Don't touch my children. If you touch my children, you're in trouble. So, you know, so it's not, though so we can ban it against some of these human rights. What about a child's human rights? And if I'm the chief of the town, and this little cheetah is locking girls up in the room, I sit there and say he has rights.
1: Rights to do what? Leave hmm. my town. Very interesting. Leave my children alone. Very interesting dynamic. And how I, I, I am fascinated by the way you blend that tradition with the modernity, as in what the law says and what the traditional authority and your traditional powers prescribed. Let's expand this a bit more. Let's get let's get a deeply religious perspective mm. to the conversation now.
4: Okay, a good a good time to bring in Sharhan. Sharhan, you support Sharia law or some of these punishments in this instance. Do you support the punishment that was meted out to the young lady and the gentleman? Um good evening, Evans, you
10: um, and your team over there. Uh, nice to join you guys here. Um first of all, so this this whole issue about the flogging, right? Let's from the Islamic perspective. Let's take that very quick. So in Islam, um, we have what you call hudud. Hudud are basically um, pan, kind of punishments that you met out to people, depending on this, the severity of the punishment. Can hear me? depending on the severity of the punishment, coupled with evidences. Now, with regards to what they have done, that is if you have illicit sexual intercourse with someone that you are not legally married to, and then enough evidence is brought in this situation that is like four people have to come out clearly, right? And then if those four people are not out, then the two people in question, they both agree that, yes, we've done this particular act, then we can invoke Quran chapter 24, verse 2, which clearly states that Mm -hmm. the person who commits zina, that is not married with another person, your punishment is to be flogged 100 lashes. And then the verse concluded by saying that, and that particular punishment should be witnessed by a portion of believers. Right, so what is my take on this? Islamically, I completely honestly agree with this. Right now, the issue is now what they have done, where they're following this particular um, um, will I say, um, verse or this particular um law. First of all, I'm from Wa. And the right. information I've received is that they will not lash 100 kings, So clearly, so clearly they will lash 20 kings, right? So which means this was not something. If even they intended to, but if I were to ask, was the law followed? I would say no. And then secondly, here is that are we practicing Islamic law? I mean, this conversation keeps on coming all the time. People, people, people try to bring these topics create some kind of like sensationalism. So when people tend to bring questions like we don't attribute Islamic law. We don't, Ghana is not an Islamic country. This is where they're trying to arrive at. For me, I don't have a thought about the punishment to see whether it's right or not. What I believe strongly in is that it's an Islamic law and it works. But in this situation, was that what was, what was meted out? And I said, I don't think that was what was meted out. In the first situation, nobody made reference to it. In the second situation, I have not have any conversation about um, them bringing witnesses. I mean, one of the panelists actually talked about people confessing to read. Absolutely, that's fine. But if they were not lash handed, I don't think that is what um, they were going with. But, but even, if it, even if it were so, if someone is this smart, is not an confess- Islamic
4: country. This is not a country that practices Sharia law. And so, can right. some people constitute themselves as implementers of Sharia law in Ghana?
10: Right. So that is where the conversations come in, because. Upper West is a predominant Muslim um, 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 community. I mean, what, what specifically, what municipality? So if you ask me, do we practice Sharia law, or do we practice Sharia? I would say, no, I've not seen it being practiced, right? But because of the volume of Muslims living there, can they integrate aspects of their religious beliefs into their own laws, in what is termed as bylaws? Yes, they can. That is the situation here. So if they decide not to fully implement the 100 lashes or whatever they want to do, if someone had committed such a crime in Islam, but they try to take a portion of that, then that's where this right. conversation right. comes out. About, yeah. So well, let, let, me, let me bring in
4: Saiba again. Saiba, in terms of all that you've heard, what do you think should be done going forward? especially for these people of war no. and even for political authorities, what action do you so I take so that you don't I, 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 go back I to the... That, no, I mean, that this is to about shi- yeah. b- so that these yeah. things so, don't And
7: um,
8: So, personally, I, I think that um, there needs to be more sensitization to the fact that um, as a country, we do not practice Sharia and that... Um, the people in war are no exceptions to the laws of this country and so i think that basically all i would say is that there needs to be more sensitization to the laws and like the protocols to which things are supposed to happen when when some things like this happen then they are like ways that they are supposed to go i mean there's reporting them to the police there's um talking to the um, rural chiefs and also I just think that, that that's we, we should follow protocol and do things the way they are, and not sort of even report these things and publicly shame people on social media and all that. I understand that right now everything has to end up on social media, but there are ways to keep it, so we should also watch there as well.
7: Right.
1: Um, I've seen that this has uh, generated a, a fair bit of uh, controversy on uh, many social media platforms. A flood of messages coming through on, on Twitter, on WhatsApp and Facebook. And I want to quickly go through a few with you, uh, with who. Uh, this one says, I support the flogging of, of these people, uh, which will serve as a deterrent to others. Because if we continue with this human rights issue, hmm. so there are people who actually support the flogging
4: there's actually someone that says that i totally support this this is something that we can do to rid our societies of such actions and so there's that support there this one says never again should this primitive issue be meted out to citizens of ghana on their own soil Mm. so he does not support this.
1: so you see the divide there sami also says uh, uh, i was upset it was absurd barbaric uh, an inhumane practice to flog the guy and the lady publicly for their sex tape the, the perpetrators must equally be flogged to avoid the physical and emotional pains uh, they have suffered
4: a similar message here from clement says um evans those who ordered that the punishment be meted out to these victims must also be punished even harder and they they, they, they did not do anything right. This is from Clement. What about from Facebook? Uh, and uh, Wonder
1: uh, in uh, in Keta says I think that the flogging was a measure put in place to stop sharing of sex videos on social media. Uh, but they should have been uh, counselled and advised rather than flogging them in public. And uh, Dude says Ghana is not an Islamic state. If care is not taking, what is happening? Why well, may um, grow to become something dangerous in, in the future? Well,
4: let me take this one last one from Facebook from Goel Olonya. He says there are no cast and cultural laws in Ghana, which are above our constitution. Any culture that violates the human rights of Ghanaians is unacceptable and will not be tolerated. The one that must come clean and punish those from his palace who did this.
1: Uh, this was says, Evans. If, uh, if, if they will be whipped again, and they should be whipped again. Uh, we always talk about rights. Uh, where, where he had t- taking us to look at where we've got into today. I heard of uh, 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 he talks about Mauku girl. Uh, she's committed suicide. What is wrong with us? He says. Nat says. Uh, Evans, I want to know if we are concerned about the punishment uh, only. What about the act itself? And then finally says, please. In some communities in the Volta region, where items are lost and found, we know difficulty. Unfortunately, modernity in Ghana. Is being made useless by our law enforcement agencies. Let's maintain the good indigenous culture. Kwame in Akuse. Uh, listen, the views are, are still coming in on social media. Let's continue the conversations there. Uh, I know this is one of those very contentious matters. But thank you, Menansaka, Rafiq Salam, Said Abdul Shakur, uh, Shaiba Abdul, uh Elansha, who are connected with us on on this very interesting conversation. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Kwiku um, as well. Local Robe is with for the lads.
5: Joy
6: 99.7 FM
2: What's the easiest choice you can make?
3: CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.
6: Joy 99.7 FM.
0: Hello, I'm
11: Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the Sporting Weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM.
4: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Club football off the table for
11: now, but the approaching Sporting Weekend still has international football to savour fresh from winning the first game in seven. The Black Stars go again.
12: And Ukraine have channeled all the emotion that was required tonight from the disastrous scenes in their country. And they will go to Cardiff for a place at Qatar 2022. And it will finish here at Hampden. Scotland 1, Ukraine 3.
11: It's a run out. Referee calls for the end of the game. The Black Stars win by three goals to nil. Very good start to the AFCON qualifiers for 2023. First goal in there by Mohamed Kuduz, Felix Afinajan with Debbie go goal for the Black Stars and Osman Bukari. Few minutes after coming up, getting the third goal to make this a pretty emphatic result there for the Black Stars. No win in six games, one win now in seven. And it was a good one. The Black Stars are in Luanda to face Central African Republic in the second AFCON 2023 qualifier. We'll preview the action to come on Sunday and bring you updates from the Angolan capital. We also have a taps on the remaining 2022 World Cup qualifiers. Also coming up.
12: Madison Square Garden doesn't get much bigger than this. Round one. This is exactly what you expect from Teofimo Lopez. It's the question is, how will George Kambosos respond to it? He says he will fight fire with fire from Cambosis and Sergio this is what George Cambosis told us he trained for all those months all those two postponements of this fight his child was born he kept training his grandfather died he kept training he has been waiting for this moment for a long time and under a minute to go Cambosis is not going anywhere 30 seconds to go George Cambosis just fought the fight of his life
11: Inside the Marvel Stadium in Australia this weekend, George Cambosas Jr. and Devin Haney will fight to determine who will hold the WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, and Ring Lightweight titles. We have a full preview ahead. If you'd love to send us a message, we'd love to read them via our social media handles Joy997 on Facebook, 0551, on WhatsApp, or you can tweet at us at JoySportsGH. We'll be around the grounds for a preview to the Ghana Premier League action. Definitely won by Kumasi Asante Kotoko and in Parry to bring you a preview to the French Open final. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Addo Jr. and welcome. Live on radio, live online. This is The Locker Room
12: with George Addo Jr.
11: Thank you very much for staying with us on The Locker Room. As always, we have a huge preview going through the next 47 minutes or so. So then we can begin with some boxing this evening.
6: Madison Square Garden
12: doesn't get much bigger than this. Round one. This is exactly what you expect from Teofimo Lopez. The question is, how will George Kambosos respond to it? He says he will fight fire with fire. Up from Cambosis and Sergio, this is what George Cambosis told us he trained for all those months, all those two postponements of this fight. His child was born. He kept training. His grandfather died. He kept training. He has been waiting for this moment for a long time. Under a minute to go. Cambosis is not going anywhere. Thirty seconds to go. George Cambosis just fought the fight of his life. For your winner by split decision, he's still undefeated, and no!
11: Boxing's lightweight division is one of the sport's deepest and most exciting. It has also, in recent years, uh, become one of the most unpredictable, rocked by massive upsets and plans stashed by war. In fact, no one expected Kambusas to play a role in the future of the championship picture. But he turned the boxing world on its head with his dominant upset of Tiofimo Lopez Jr. to become the undisputed champion. Of course... Uh, there's some minor debate over whether Combustus is truly undisputed, given Harney holds the WBC championship, but Combustus won the WBC franchise title, and the WBC said he should be considered undisputed. Either way, all belts are on the line when the two meet on Saturday, so it's a huge fight to look forward to And joining me is my colleague Nathaniel Atto. Thank you very much, Nat, for your time on the show. We'll talk about Combosus Jr. in a bit, but let's talk about the domestic issues here. And the Olympic bronze medalist Samuel Tichi, who only turned professional, is due in South Africa, of course. And of course, he will be there after all issues were cleared. Appeared not long ago that the Ghana Boxing Authority had smoked the peace pipe with Bazooka Promotions, who are in charge of the young man Samuel Tichi. So what was the challenge initially and how was that resolved? It looked not understanding how this happened and considering the adamant stance of both parties what is normally the ideal thing in boxing? Well George that Techi incident
13: was a very low curve in the trajectory in the sense that Samo Techi was Ghana's brightest spot at the Olympic Games just ended in Tokyo Japan and a lot is expected of him going forward uh, therefore when this you know news came it it, it, it struck a bit of worry with me a little bit. But the good thing is that the Ghana Boxing Authority website, uh, sometime yesterday, reported that, um, that there was a peace pipe or a peace conversation that had been had between the two parties. I'm talking about Mustafa Kwate, who is the manager of the boxer, who's um, son of uh, the legendary Ike Bazooka Kwate, and uh, you know the Ghana Boxing Authority. So uh, clearly, that report on the website of the ghana boxing authority brings finality to this particular matter it is however instructive to note that this is not the first time that this kind of issue has popped up because ike quarter himself as i said earlier in a report of the joy sports center had a similar problem with the ghana boxing authority during his active years which led to uh, the prohibition of his usage of the ghana flag in that bout against uh, fernando vargas you know so uh, subsequent to that as well we have had some boxes in the background who have not complied with this but according to the president of the ghana boxing authority there is a new wave which is that boxers are complying they are agreeing to you know uh, to the idea of paying a levy out of their respective uh, purses I believe that when the whole boxing body comes together, you know, and I'm talking about Congress, there probably will be